0: Um. Hi, I'm Raymond and you're listening to Insert Quest Here. Uh, today we're going to be doing an interview with the designers behind the RPG Alas for the Awful Sea. Uh, so, how about you guys introduce yourself for those listening at home?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm Veronica Hendro, uh, I'm one half of
2: Story Role roleplaying. And I'm Hayley and I'm the other, slightly taller
0: half. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, you guys have been kickstarting this project um, for the last like month or mm-hmm. so. Um, this should be going up just as you guys are getting ready to make that last push. Where can people find out about your Kickstarter and, what you, and what's the best way to find it uh, online?
1: Definitely just go to Kickstarter or Google Alas for the Awful Sea. Uh, check out the Kickstarter, we've uh, got most of our information up there. Uh, you can also check out our website. Which has a page on Alas, but also a few other things about up on there free games um, and game materials. We also post up there pretty often.
0: Oh, wonderful. And there should be links to all uh, anything that we mentioned mm. throughout uh, down there in the text box part of the episode. Uh, so I thought we'd just sort of start off by having you guys um, introduce yourselves and talk about. Uh, what your game is about like the themes and the setting uh, yeah. to a degree and uh yeah just sort of roll from there
2: cool uh so alas is a game of myth mystery and crime um set in the 19th century um and in the game you are a ship's crew uh sailing around uh the remote british isles uh, so the game I'd say on the
1: one hand touches on sort of the historical context of the period and those concerns And on the other hand on like folk tales and like mystical weird things that happen in the world mm-hmm.
0: uh, How much of a mystical focus would you say that the game has? like?
1: To a degree, I think it I mean each group is going to Settle on a on a balance in within their own game group, but we tend to use uh, the mystical kind of like Punctuation and exclamation points uh, sparingly, but with gravity when it's used. So mm. it's not meant to be super uh, super drenched in mystery. I mean, although you, I mean you could
2: do it, but yeah, we don't really.
1: That's not the way we played.
2: Yeah, I think it is up to the the individual group as to how they like to do it. But for me, I tend to see the folklore element as sort of another facet of exploring uh, the ordinary mundane struggles um that people face so i think in the uh so earlier today uh we played an adventure um of Alas the Awful sea and in that oh wait this is happening before isn't it so that's
0: fine okay, they were, I, was like, you I, wa- I wasn't sure if you were going to even mention that yeah. i played in that because if you hadn't wouldn't have it wouldn't but yes yeah. we, we did play a, an action do it uh, did a bit of a first look at alas uh which will be up in a few weeks time mm-hmm but uh, yeah continue with your point
2: yeah so basically uh the main issue that's explored in that which i won't uh spoil just yet, <laughs> um, is an issue that most people deal with during their lifetimes but the way it was explored is was through a, a fantastical or m- mythical thing um taking place that really highlighted this, the core underlying struggle that came from the original issue so that's how the role I see for Fog. it Loring, kind of alas
0: it kind of reminds me a bit of how like one of the lens of looking at various stories of faith are like that the, those allegories are heightened and exaggerated to make it more obvious about all the things that you're trying mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. I feel like maybe the, your, the mystical aspect of Alas could be like that. Definitely.
2: I like, I like the way you put yeah, it. Yeah, you put that much more, uh, much better than I did. <laughs>
0: I think you guys did well. I was just trying to summarize yeah, uh, right. a bit. Um, what, uh, what system does Alas use? Did you have to build a system from scratch or did you use an existing thing?
1: Yeah, so this is a based on the Apocalypse World system. And it's uh, been modified into uh, sort of the time period, and the character archetypes obviously are different. Um, But we've kept a lot of the basic moves and sort of like the core of um, the system, so it's quite easy to
2: pick up from that point of view. Um, And yeah, I think the uh, reason why we chose the Apocalypse World system is that it's just a really great system for storytelling um, and games that have a strong uh role-playing focus um and so we thought we would take advantage of that um and introduce uh sort of custom moves and character playbooks that push that element even further
0: and apocalypse world and its other games are very fiction first aren't Mm -hmm. they Mm, exactly Uh, could you expand on what fiction first means for those listening
1: yeah i mean if you haven't played a fiction first type game please do It's. It sort of just uh, describes a genre of games where you as players are narrating what your characters are doing and taking that fiction, from that fiction, the moves come after that. It's not a mechanical based game, but it's sort of so in the Apocalypse World system, you say what your characters are going to do, and if that requires a role, your GM will tell you um, after, the, after, uh, after you explain what you're doing.
0: So players who have played D&D before might be more familiar with the opposite of that, where you say, oh, I'm going to use my yeah. Ray of Doom spell, and then mm-hmm. the GM describes what that looks like yeah. to them. Whereas so this is actually... the opposite. You're just des- The players are describing and the GMs are telling the mechanical effects. Yeah. Mm. Um, what made you... I think we touched on this a little bit before, but what made you choose uh, Apocalypse World in particular uh, as opposed to other story driven games like say some would argue that fate falls into Mm -hmm. a similar realm Mm -hmm.
1: with the aspects that they have
0: yeah so why why did you choose this over fate or or another system
1: yeah so i think one of the things that we like about um apocalypse world is that it's very simple to use a move and have these partial successes or full successes i know other systems use that but it's a
0: we do have a bit of a storm rolling in, but I, I'm sure that you will, uh, you, that you, 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 uh, those listening will understand that I do not control the weather. I uh, do you. Yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think um, that's. I mean, that's one of the reasons is
2: we we like the system a lot as well. Um, yeah, I love moves. I, I think that they're an amazing uh, storytelling technique that pushes people into uh role playing and into making hard decisions and action and things happen keeps the story moving forward and the but my favorite thing about moves is probably how far you can like how you can change them and customize them to create like uh, role playing experiences that really fit the game or the character and create a sort of a unique mood or way of resolving a situation
0: uh. Yeah, wonderful. one well, well put. Uh, I feel. Um, what uh, what made you choose this time period and setting? Yeah. Um, above, like, we're we're all um, living here in Australia. So, like, why did you choose eighteenth century? Uh, Britain as opposed to 18th century Australia or you know why did you choose 18th century at all uh, just interested what uh, attracted you particularly to those time periods
1: yeah I was going to say I mean this is not the real answer like the the answer I was going to give is not Australia yet because we've got that one coming up but um, which I'm,
0: I'm keen because there needs to be more Australia featured in things yeah in so we
1: just I think that that one's going to be a bit Bigger, being that we live here, so I think it just is going to take us a bit more time to sort of sort that one out. Mm. So that's coming, uh, but why Britain then? I'll leave that to you, Haley. Yeah,
2: so uh, I was a history major in university and I studied uh, this time period, was the time period that I studied the most, and I also studied um, both Australia and sort of the UK during this time, and I always found the struggles. The, the unique challenges facing people um, in rural Britain at that time and the struggles that they went through are uh, very interesting in all the change that's happening around that area and the dawn of so many movements like charterism also fascinating um, and on top of that um, I, I discovered Celtic music um,
0: ah.
2: one day um, which Uh, it's from a similar region to um, the region that Alas is set in Uh, and I actually found it super evocative um, and super inspirational and one thing that I really like about Celtic music is the way that it tells stories it has this sort of, that mixing of the mundane with the folk uh, lore that is really natural um, and really interesting to me and I really wanted to create a game that could explore that
0: you mentioned charterism a second ago. Could you explain what that is? I've never heard of that before.
2: Right. So charterism uh, was a movement that sprung up all around Britain. Um, was the most prevalent in Wales, and it was sort of like uh, a beginning of a human rights movement. Okay. Um, but it was political I think it was particularly political in its bent. Like yeah, a lot of its tenets revolved around Wackers like rights. you should not have to own property to vote. Okay. You know, um, yeah, you should not have to meet these qualifications to stand for election, and a lot of things like that. Because, yeah, and also workers' rights.
0: Okay, but, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm into that kind of stuff, F- like workers' rights stuff. It'll probably
2: feature in one of the stretch goal oh, yeah. adventures.
1: Oh, So I'm do? writing an adventure for this, part, like a stretch goal that we reached. Um, and what's it called? The fire The burning? fire burning and the. Uh, blurb for that is up on the Kickstarter but it's it's a more political um, it's set during an election and more politically bent than some of the other adventures that we
0: yeah it's a little more to, yeah. specific than yeah. maybe standard alas would yeah.
1: be so that's something to look forward to if you're interested in
0: yeah, in more uh, historic I mean,
1: movements and I mean, there's a lot of strikes around that time. So
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounds like there's a, <laughs> a, a rich wealth to draw on um, yeah. in that regards. Um, I certainly find that idea of the workers' rights stuff being is very appealing to me mm, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well,
1: I should mention though, despite the fact that we do draw a lot on history, like we're not. It doesn't need. You know, you don't have to be. Specific, it's.
2: It's not yeah. built into the rules that. You don't have to be
0: particularly historically accurate. Yeah, you accurate. don't have to know.
2: The you just to have play. To It's just a way of capturing great stories yeah. that are also real. <laughs>
0: um, you mentioned that you had a that you know this was one of your uh, stretch goals and things like that. Yeah. Your Kickstarter has been amazingly uh, like successful in terms of. From what I've seen, like, I think your original think. goal or something was like, I might be misremembering it, but isn't like the original funding goal like $800 yeah, or something? That's right, and, yeah. It, yeah. and you're up to way more than that.
1: Yeah,
2: 800 Australian yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
0: dollary dues. <laughs> yeah, we really
2: wanted to make, we just really wanted to make the game, and so we really set our goal as the absolute minimum we would need to do that, And but we've just been amazed and... Humbled and honored by all the support we've been getting um from our backers and just people yeah. in general. thanks, Ray for coming yeah. here <laughs> playing <laughs> well, that's um, you. Thank you thank you
1: and or uh, you know everyone else has been incredibly mm. lovely we're, we're very fortunate mm. um, uh, yeah,
0: yeah I, I when it was when it was suggested uh, shared with me, I was like, oh, that's cool that yeah. that's <laughs> sort of made by Australians. and then like the more I learned about it, the more I was interested in like your your stories as designers and things like that. Um, as, uh, as, as now game designers, what is, uh, what is your background in that field? If any, like, did you have any previous game designing experience? Have you worked yeah. on any other game projects or is this kind of like your first foray?
1: This is, this is definitely our first foray into Kickstarter. Kickstarter. This is, I mean, we've like everyone obviously developed a lot of systems at home and just constantly that was, uh, I think it started off almost immediately after we started role playing. Haley was into, oh, we should make our own game, and I uh, like I was like, okay, that's interesting. For yeah. after your,
2: <laughs> your first
1: few games, that you've always been really into creating it, into creating things, and I think that just grew naturally. We worked with each other a lot, just developing ideas for fun.
2: We've been developing alas for about two years now, mm-hmm. and over that time. Uh, we have had uh, we've actually created you know a number of other systems and games and played those in conventions and stuff like that although we haven't released a Kickstarter and I think a lot of our experience from those other games has really come back into Alas and helped improve it and Mm -hmm. make it a lot better than what it was in its first inception two years ago (laughs)
0: yeah Uh Iteration of game seems to be a continuing theme across yeah. a lot of designers that uh, I, I've talked to or heard yeah. or heard talk about the process. Um, what are you? You mentioned that you were a history major. What? What? What are you? What are you guys doing during the day? Like, what are you guys? <laughs>
1: what are our evil day yeah, jobs? That I, we can, uh,
0: t- tends <laughs> to be with game designers very that very few like their yeah, main absolutely. job. Their day job is like game designing. So I'm interested to see like what
1: backgrounds uh, people have yeah there's yeah. you
0: know like a lot of a lot of eclectic people end up becoming RPG designers <laughs> so I'm interested to s- yeah hear about like what uh, you
1: guys- well I'm actually just finishing up um, my law degree and getting into that um, and yeah so students still <laughs> for f- a brief week left of the beautiful
2: life that co- that university. squeeze
0: was. in a quick podcast interview before your exams.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, and I actually work in marketing, sort of. <laughs> sort of? Yeah. Haley's resume reads like, why did one person do all these different things? Like, like a Frankenstein. what was the purpose? <laughs> yeah, like a Frankenstein. I,
0: I have a bit of a resume describing. like yeah. that too. Yeah.
2: The eclectic people,
1: as you said.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. It, it's interesting that, uh, you know, Marketing type stuff, and uh, lawyer <laughs> brings you to this interesting RPG design space. Yeah. Um, a lot of teachers end up being yeah uh, RPG designers <laughs> is something that I've seen too. Um, so hmm, uh, what, are, what are some of the things that you're thinking of um, expanding? Uh, with Last of the Office. where do you see it developing as a project? Like, mm-hmm. not even just with the stretch goals, but beyond the stretch goals, um, how much are you thinking of this as a product and things like that? Like a
1: line, yeah. Of things.
0: Like, I, I mean, it, it it seems to me to be less of a game line and more of a, mm-hmm. a like yeah, this you know, is a game and then the game. something definitely. else will come. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's definitely the approach that we have for it. Uh, we might release like a adventure down the line but it's not it's not going to be like a game line or anything like that um
0: this isn't uh, a less this isn't like the <laughs> well, beginning yeah, this like, isn't yeah. like the beginning of your white wolf-esque <laughs> yeah. pantheon of games <laughs> you know just all 18th century historical mm-hmm. games <laughs> you
2: know.
1: we can't promise that hayley won't write an 1800s australia game yeah. though um
0: <laughs> alas the <laughs> awfuling uh,
2: yeah, no. This is definitely we want the the core book to be everything yeah. that you could ever need to sort of play this. And I think like where we're where we're sitting right now, our thoughts are only about like all this cool stuff we're just going to be packing into this book over the next yeah. few months,
1: and we we're really haven't thought too far beyond trying that. Trying to, be to be working on this as full time as possible between now and fulfilling it. So mm. we'll see how that goes. I think it'll be. Positive experience. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. How much of the book is written already? Um, Speaking of fulfilling the Kickstarter. And how much of the stuff that you'll be adding afterwards is just stuff that's been generated due to stretch goal funding?
1: So the stretch goals, we actually, those are stretch goals. We're going to be writing those in the Mm -hmm. next couple of months. As part of the Kickstarter, um, if you back us at the end of the Kickstarter kickstarter funding period we'll be releasing like a draft version of the game Mm -hmm. um so that's written and yeah we we're we're just gonna be releasing the draft so we can get everyone's feedback and hopefully improve upon that
2: um and then work with
0: work with any changes that need to be made
2: essentially yeah like we have a first draft of the whole game excluding the stretch goals but through this process, we've done so much playtesting and got so much feedback. I just like it's a shame people not to take keep, that on. Board. yeah, and we just we just want like w- even though we have it, we want to make it so much better. So it's written, but I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna improve it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Cool. Um, what uh, What was the prep process for your Kickstarter like? Like how much mm-hmm. of um, how much of the What is the word I'm looking for how much of your uh, time before the Kickstarter was spent like working out uh, like any publishing stuff or illustration stuff and things like that like Mm -hmm. how much um, did you devote to securing that kind of stuff before committing to the Kickstarter because you said that you had been working on it for like two years before you went to Kickstarter
2: yeah I mean look of those two years like a year and three quarters was developing the game like that obviously that's the thing we're passionate about and that's the thing that we've spent nearly all our time on um before the kickstarter we were lucky enough to secure an artist and that was a really big thing for us because we really love um our artist for the the book her name is Steph Lamb and we really loved her art so we were really keen to make sure that she would be on board
1: yeah so we had commissioned a few things um before the kickstarter um to have them on hand and I don't know and cover art
2: and a few other things like that mm. yeah basically what we needed to make sure we definitely could make the product <laughs> once the kickstarter finished
0: so did you look at i i, I believe there's going to be a print art, print version of yes. the game mm. um what's what what was your printing solution like for that what do you like uh, uh publisher or distribution or or is it print on demand through drive through or
2: so drive through print all their um their games through ingram a company called ingram and we are just going straight to ingram so it's going to be similar if you purchase from print on demand through drive through it's going to be look very similar because it's the company that prints their
0: products. If you're wondering what drive is, that's drive-through RPG, which is kind of like the steam of RPG <laughs> stuff. Um, it's a library of PDFs, and they have print-on-demand stuff and things like that. Yeah. Uh, and they have. I don't think there's very few RPGs that don't release to, um, drive-through. I I think, I I assume D and D does. I know that <laughs> uh, Pathfinder and everything else does. Um, mm. I haven't seen an RPG in recent years that didn't release in some manner through drive-thru.
2: Yeah, I mean we're not going through drive-thru per se, but we're definitely using their printers, the same yeah. printers that they use.
0: Yeah. Um, yes, sorry, that wasn't yeah, meant to be a criticism, was a r- I was yeah, just no, trying no, to explain yeah, what drive yeah, was. Yeah,
1: completely. It's a great place to go, by the way, they've got a lot of cool stuff there. I don't know why this has become an endorsement of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I, but I don't think last last be releasing on that. I think we're gonna have the PDFs on our, up on our website mm. eventually. Mm. Yeah, and that's it for <laughs> so yeah. now. The, all the plans. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, that sounds yeah. that sounds uh, good to me. Yeah. Uh, but what do I do? I've not released a book. <laughs> um, how? What kind of um, what kind of feedback have you gotten from like the? Uh, professional space because obviously we talked about like your funding on Kickstarter mm-hmm. being pretty amazing and like the response there being pretty outstanding. Yeah. But have you gotten any feedback yet from other like game designers in particular or like has anyone like reached out to you in that regard?
2: Look, I've mean, we've been we've been very lucky to um like have had a number of game designers sort of be like, hey, you know, project looks good, and we sort of reciprocated looking at their project. But because we haven't released the draft yet, we haven't really had the opportunity to get kind of feedback that will be useful um, to improve it going forward. So that's something we definitely look forward to. Mm, as when the draft comes out for it. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Sounds good. Mm. Uh, I thought we'd uh, take a bit more of a personal look uh, now, um, at like where you guys got started in RPG spaces and gaming spaces, mm-hmm. we're sitting in a room, uh, practically walled in with board games, <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, is that where you guys sort of first got into gaming, through board games and stuff? Yeah,
1: definitely through board games, um, had some mad few years of acquiring board games before we fell into role-playing games through the box set of Mouse Guard is how we started because it was a box. Uh, I I, I bought it because I was like, ah, what is this? I liked (laughs) Redwall. And I didn't really... It's funny, it's weird. There was in that mad rush of acquiring lots of things that I I wasn't... I didn't really know what a role-playing game was and so from there... And the experiences about trying to learn to make use of this thing that I'd bought <laughs> is how we discovered role-playing games, and branched out into D&D, Fiasco, Fates, and eventually, you know,
0: Lord arriving at you know. Powered by the Apocalypse. Yeah. So. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, and we're still now constantly reading, if not playing. As many different systems as we can and it's just fun and there's so much now these days you can never get bored <laughs> yeah uh,
0: I, I mentioned earlier that like I, I heard uh, a friend of mine suggested your Kickstarter mm-hmm. um, to me and I checked it out and was um, and was really impressed by like the response and everything uh, we were talked about this uh, earlier but it turned out we'd actually met before yeah. I started contacting yeah. you about getting an interview
1: Ah, the Australian yeah,
0: space w- uh, we'd already met at like a convention or something yeah so. last year uh, that Played a w- game together yeah and I'd seen Hayley from across the room
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hayley was running a game yes. at that convention yes. but I cannot remember which one what she was running I at
0: believe is,
2: anyway.
0: yeah. yeah was it 5th
2: edition was it was a very silly 5th edition game yeah. where I, I often try and do things with 5th edition that should never be done to 5th edition, um, <laughs> It was one of those. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, it's a solid solution, <laughs> uh, yeah, be, be inventive with the game. <laughs> um, what, uh, what sort of, what attracts you to RPGs, like in particular, uh, as versus any other gaming medium? Yeah,
1: so I think, like for example, if you contrast how I feel about board games and role playing games, they do have completely different functions. Mm-hmm. Like, board games is where I go to find the best optimum solution and Eurogaming, that's sort of my jam with that. But, like, role-playing, there's no optimum thing and you're just there for the ride and you're there for the pure joy of creating a story with your friends. Um, So I I think for me that's definitely the social element of, like, coming together with people and telling the best damn story you can with
2: them. I agree. Like, for me, they're completely different unrelated hobbies, even though, funnily enough, only discovered role playing through board gaming.
0: Well, I discovered uh. role playing through war gaming,
2: so. <laughs> yes! Uh, you so, can come to it from any direction. Like,
0: they all have games in yeah. them, but yeah. they're not like really that connected. They're
2: not connected. similar, yeah. Yeah, for me, it just fulfills a really different need. Um, I used to be involved with playwriting, um, and I find uh, creating role playing games and playing them quite satisfying from the same point of view. It's the you've got a burning question you want to explore or story you want to tell, and it's how you do it.
0: Yeah, I've, I've found that storytelling aspect too. And 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 uh, so, something that I have found kind of related to what you guys are talking about, something that's always that seemed odd to me since uh, coming into this more professional side of this mm-hmm. space recently uh, is the idea... Of the uh, like antisocial role player, mm-hmm. when it's of all of the games that exist, yeah. is the most social.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, and it is strange that that like became the stereotype associated with role players. That
1: you're in a basement, yeah, away from people. It's like... We
0: couldn't be more opposite of yeah. in a basement at the moment. <laughs> we're
1: we're in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, absolutely. I think. Role-playing is definitely a very like um, diverse and social hobby and it's it's a real joy to be in in the hobby Mm, I agree
0: Yeah, wonderful cool Um, What uh, what is one of your favorite RPGs beyond obviously? your own <laughs> yeah. uh, although it was your first day playing alas yeah. you said today so yeah what what did you think of alas did you enjoy it? <laughs> it was your first session of it
1: um, yeah i think it's the first session you've played on like a actual play podcast um
2: yes the first time i've been a player you know
1: <laughs> it was good
2: good yeah. <laughs> because of who i was playing with yeah. ah <laughs> Was um it? yeah so back to the question which is yeah. What, uh, what yeah are
0: what are some of your other f- uh, that we really favorite? enjoy
2: oh god i'm a i am a mad sucker for powered by the apocalypse at the moment like the Same. rest of the universe <laughs> um and yeah i mean night witches has gotta stand out to me as being a great game um mm-hmm, i've mm-hmm. also just finished Reading um, masks and urban shadows, and
0: I've played a campaign I of masks. Enjoyed
2: both of those. I mean, I, I really, i like reading both of those. I was like, I just can't wait to play this. I just can't <laughs> wait to play this. <laughs> Got very excited.
1: I'm really into reading like micro games at the moment, like one page games or like uh, lasers feelings, which is dead. I've played
0: lasers and feelings recently. Um, That's great.
1: What's the other one though? this is, the yeah. is
0: really short
1: yeah and and just like I mean it's, it's an everybody's during, such an
2: amazing game there's quite it's a few yeah, yeah I yeah. think
1: it's a real yeah, yeah. and I think I, I've really enjoyed um reading through those hoping to play a few uh, in the next coming weeks we've just we, we do usually like a every fortnight we get together and play a different type of game and we rotate through GMs so um well, that's
0: pretty interesting dynamic.
1: Yeah. yeah, so it gives everyone a chance to present. It's yeah. like a show and tell. You know, yeah. this show and tell. So, so that's what we do. Like we prepare a game. Yeah. Um and sure and teach everyone else to play and run that game for the group and then the next week it's someone else. So I'm hoping to do like a, a Few of those uh, micro games.
0: Well, you can get through like a game of Lasers and Feelings in like an hour. So yeah, you could, you could play. It. You can play Lasers and Feelings, Cell Sword, <laughs> uh, Big Motherfucking Crab yeah. Truckers, <laughs> which is another one-page one, which is do just
1: back to back. Yeah, and just, just do them in one yeah, in like a just, just mega
0: do like
1: marathon. a trio or a
0: cor- mm-hmm. uh, I think that's quartet yeah. of them.
1: Um, yeah. And recently uh, there's also like the Romance Trilogy, I don't know if you've read those yet. I have not. Mm-hmm. They're not... yeah. Anyway, so that's that's sort of like... I'm sort of all over the shop here, but basically it's uh, reading widely for... and being really excited about what to play next. Yeah. <laughs> there's too many things to in my should-play-soon file.
0: That, that's, that's an often... <laughs> like problem with games of any kind. You find like so many that you're interested in yeah. and then you like start building up this backlog backlog of things you want to play but you live in a universe with finite time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Every year we're like, we're gonna play all our role playing games and all our board games this year and it's always like But there's more than last year <laughs> This will never work.
0: <laughs> it just keeps building and building and building. Uh wonderful Um, Have you guys had... um, Actually, before I ask that, a better question. (laughs) Uh, What would you say are some of, like, your most positive uh, experiences in the RPG gamer space? Uh, And, like, how much would you say that you, like, associate with the actual um, other people in that space? Because, obviously, in Australia, we don't have a lot of... Mm. Like big RPG conventions, yeah, um, and even like main pop culture conventions don't really feature RPG stuff even as no, an aside. Really <laughs> yeah, cover
2: them.
0: We don't have the population density <laughs> of America or Britain, so <laughs> okay. we don't get Gen Con type things. No, stuff like that. but uh, but oh. but even with that limited uh, those limitations yeah. of the Australian scene, have you had any particularly positive responses and things like that?
1: got a lot of positive... I, I couldn't, like, do the thing where, like, pick one thing. Like, for example, though, yeah. like, Ray, we, you remembered me from a con we went mm. to and played a game together last year. Mm. Um, that's sort of, like, the theme of, like, when we go to a con, um, seeing the same people there, and then slowly, like, you actually, like, get to hang out more or talk a bit more and, like...
0: Or we'll go on someone's podcast.
1: Yeah, or go on someone's <laughs> podcast. Like, I think those, those are, like, the great um positive
2: experiences that it's sort of had with the Australian community anyway um yeah I think that's right yeah I mean every time you know like because we we tend to bring games to conventions that are a bit bit uh different or alternative and where every time there's always people willing to give it a go and like uh jump into whatever crazy world we're uh running at the time and that's been Really great to have that support from most people that we've met.
1: Oh, one great story I do like though. There's this one convention um, in the Blue Mountains, at EdenCon, that Haley was running a game of.
0: There's a thing about it above your head.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, they send a card. They're really lovely. Anyway, so <laughs> the story like Haley was running Pride and Prejudice with um, and role playing, which is a thing that's developed that's we're just playtesting at the moment. Um, and because it's a kind of like a weird you know, it's Pride and Prejudice, weird sort of thing. We had like this girl who brought her uh, mother to play and it was uh, okay. her mom's first time role-playing um, and she, she took to it like real, like it was really, really fun playing with someone, yeah. like a mother and daughter pair who hadn't role-played that extensively before and that, that, was, that was like a really lovely to see, like it was just like, um, yeah.
0: Wonderful. Uh, cool. Uh, so something else that I wanted to talk about is mm-hmm. um, and and this might be this might be uh a bit difficult for some people to to talk about, and we might get into some weird areas with this, but we're gonna. Well, I thought we'd have a go. Um, we're all in the LGBTQIA and other letters space. Mm-hmm. Um, how. Do you feel inhabiting that space in relation to gaming and role-playing games? Because mm-hmm. obviously, that you know LGBT issues have kind of come to the forefront in a lot of gaming uh-huh. stuff lately, and uh, not a lot of not a lot of it's been positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I thought, um, as as people designing a game and in that space, how yeah. have What are your thoughts and feelings in that regards and Mm -hmm. things like that? I thought we could have a bit of a discussion about that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hayley, do you want to kick it off? Uh, Yeah, Uh, well, we've been, I mean, we've been very lucky. We're a couple and we have often go to conventions together and stuff like that and we've never had... We've definitely had people who have not realised that we're a couple, (laughs) despite obvious signs to the contrary. But um, we've never faced any sort of um, discrimination or felt like people were judging us because of our sexuality um, in person. Um, I think, though, in the way there is always going to be when you inhabit a space that is essentially a creative space and a space that's about telling stories and narratives. The question is what kind of stories and narratives are being told and what do they say about our world and who inhabits them. Um, And so I think what has come to the fore for me with all this discussion recently is how can we and how should we be telling stories about Um, our our personal experiences but also in general what it's like to be a person that isn't a uh, conventional white male. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's an important part of coming to grips with the power that you have as a storyteller, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's true that there's a uh, there's a lot of power in telling a story, a lot of power in telling um, your experiences um, but I mean, I, I don't think I can put it any better than Haley just did there um, yeah, yeah indeed. I don't know I'm, I'm, I, I guess we've just been very fortunate like.
0: yeah, I, I get the impression that you guys have been to more conventions and things like that than I have I've never been particularly attracted to those kinds of events previously right. and I have traditionally felt uncomfortable in okay. queer spaces, because I felt like I haven't I'm bisexual, so I felt like I didn't. I'm not really where oh, no. I don't really belong, uh, <laughs> or whatever. So that's that's like that's something not necessarily specific to the mm-hmm. gaming uh, LGBTQ yeah. crowd, but more like it as in a whole. General, in yeah. like
1: the you know like by invisibility, yeah, that whole aspect. Yeah, look, I I I think that I think part of it is that we've just been fortunate. We get we do go around um, a lot of the local cons around here, wherever we can reach by train, if <laughs> don't have a car. Um, but yeah, so far, the people we've met through that um, have generally been either accepting or just neutral on the yeah. issue, which ha, is ha, not bad. Have,
0: have been <laughs> neutral and not realised. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. uh,
2: I think, though, it is interesting that just talking about queer spaces for a moment in the context of gaming um, or spaces, autonomous spaces mm-hmm. in general um, I've noticed that while people are quite happy to well, in my experience have accept you into their table um, people really really don't like the idea of having um, an autonomous gaming group or space like one thing that i um, I was involved in recently was running a game for a, a group uh, of female role players. Um, and it was specifically a female only event. only event. and there was a lot of backlash online about why why it was a female in the event? Why is this something that we, yeah. know, we needed to do? Um, so yeah, <laughs> I think that's just a big open question mark. Oh.
0: Yeah, I I've definitely w- women seem to in particular take the brunt of this. Like people don't really as much care about like the role of gay men and things like that in those roles. Mm-hmm. Whereas like women become these targets because and then especially like uh, LGBTQ women become targets because like it's twofold for them because like uh, a lot of even though even though there are more women in gaming, um, areas than men, like it's a few percentage points different and men tend to be the louder in those spaces and tend to, people traditionally associate those fields with men, Mm -hmm. even though like they have been just like equally as dominated by women, not dominated, but (laughs) equally have women in them. And so like men like feel like they're being pushed out of their own thing, like unnecessarily where it's like, no, I don't, we just want, cause uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. It, uh, yeah, is, I feel like it might be worse, uh, for you guys in that regards. Although it sounds like you've had mostly positive experiences, Hmm. Uh, yeah, at least in person. Yeah. Online is always, yeah. almost <laughs> always a shit show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah yeah i mean I, I, so uh coming off of that yeah uh gx uh australia mm-hmm. is a convention that i think they ran last year and they're running this year
1: last it, year was their first time wasn't it
0: first time in australia yeah uh which is a branch of uh gamer x so that's gamer the uh, gamer expo uh, yeah. so that's gamer spelled g-a-y-m-e-r <laughs> um and uh I know that when I found out that there was a thing, I was very annoyed that I hadn't heard about it last year. (laughs) Uh, And I'm like, oh man, that's so cool and stuff like that. Uh, Like, do you have any thoughts on that? And like. um...
1: Yeah, see, okay, it's funny you mentioned that again because this year we just had that moment like a a week ago or something, a couple of weeks ago, when someone else. Mentioned that there was this thing and I was like, why haven't I heard about this before so I'm hearing it for the first time I too. I
0: found out about it like during the Kickstarter <laughs> to fund this year's convention yeah. and I'm like man I wish I had like a spare hundred dollars yeah. at the moment um, I'll just have to wait till March to get my ticket or whatever
1: so That'll be I mean, do you know if they've got a lot of role-playing stuff on
0: well I know Adam coble's gonna be there. Who's the one of the designers of dungeon world. And okay, is also right. popular as like a um, an actual play streamer like he streams uh, they he's in he's think he's involved with at least two RPG mm-hmm. uh, actual play streaming things so through yeah. roleplay which has done a lot of stuff they recently did like a masks yeah. game yeah. and then I think he either is or used to be the official GM for mm-hmm. Roll20 mm-hmm. which is a digital um, tabletop app thing for role playing oh, games.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, that should be cool. Hopefully, we have we'll get tickets. Yeah,
0: yeah. we I'm planning to go and do like some yeah. recordings and stuff there. Or maybe try and randomly interview I mean, randos. Yeah,
1: I'm <laughs> excited for that to be like you know becoming an annual thing and just getting bigger. Um, I'm sure it will. So.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a nice um, it's a nice juxtaposition to the only other like even close gamer convention thing in Australia being, like, um, PAX Australia, considering that PAX is, or more in particular, Penny Arcade, is, like, notorious for not exactly being welcoming to (laughs) non-white dudes. Like, not exactly antagonistic, but not welcoming either. Like, not getting why people would be upset with certain comments that they've made and things like that. Mm. So it's nice to see GX being like, nope Gamer <laughs> X being like, nah. We're nah, gonna we're gonna if go if around. PAX can be in Australia, there's no reason why we
1: can't. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited for more conventions to be coming over here. Mm.
0: Yeah. It means uh, we
1: are getting bigger as a gaming community in Australia.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly would like to see the Australian gaming community like grow and yeah. And have more interactions like these, more discoveries of
1: yeah.
0: other designers and stuff that I'd already met.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. In our personal lives, though, like I think I've, I've introduced role playing game to a lot of my friends. Like, mm. um, yes. not not even of my own but Sometimes people are, come to me because they know that I do this, and they're like, "That sounds interesting." I'd want to play a game sometimes. Well, you know what I mean. Like yeah,
0: that started happening more and more yeah, to me so recently.
1: I think people watch Stranger Things or all Yeah,
0: I actually did um,
1: and they Stranger
0: th- are you strange- a clip from Stranger Things, the opening uh-huh. um, part where they're playing D&D, in a presentation recently, like explaining what uh, Ro- D&D role-playing and was. role-playing yeah. stuff was.
1: Yeah, and so more and more people are like becoming aware of it and curious about it. Mm. Yeah, So that's great. That's right.
0: Yeah, something like a hundred thousand people or something watch um watch critical role every week mm-hmm, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that wow it's a lot it's a lot of human beings to watch an rpg thing Yeah, a Yay. streaming of an a, a streaming of an rpg yeah, thing
1: even about. even my parents knew what role playing was because they watched Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you know. This, I
0: mean, that's something. At <laughs> that is
1: where, look, little battles. You yeah. Just gotta <laughs> slowly <laughs> get there. But you know, come on, they're like in their fifties and Asian, <laughs> and so little battles win one.
0: Uh, so. I thought we might kind of wrap things up a bit by asking you guys like what your projects are for the future and where like you what do you want to set your eyes on next what things mm-hmm, you have in mind mm-hmm. um, you mentioned maybe doing an Australian setting RPG. Yeah, we're all over the
2: place uh, <laughs> yeah so I mean our immediate next only uh our immediate next things after Alas which Let's be honest, Alas is going to be... There's a lot of stuff to finish with Elias. That's going to be our next six months because we want to make it really awesome. Mm. Um, But but soon-ish, we should be releasing a short game, uh, a micro game called uh, To the Temple of Doom to Stop the Ancient Evil, uh, where you're essentially Indiana Jones um, in a rotating GM and HGM... Creates a room in this like evil temple that's trying to destroy you.
0: Also, oh, it like um, rotates per scene or something. Per, Her,
2: yeah, room. per room. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh wow, that's you that's interesting. one room, then the next
1: person creates yeah, the next room. That'll probably be coming out mm, within the next month. Yeah, within sometime in the next month. Yeah. That oh well, really, I mean, one that, of the free games that we have online. Yeah.
0: That's sooner than I would have expected with the way you guys were talking uh, about, oh, like your <laughs> next six months or whatever.
2: The next game it is going to be an actual proper game that we're working on after that. Will be um, Pride, Prejudice, and role playing,
0: Pride which will probably have
2: then. a different name by the time. By then, <laughs> but basically, it is exactly what it sounds like.
0: <laughs> I mean, it sounds good to me. Um, oh, yeah. I'm always interested in like uh, RPG stuff that like breaks the traditional mold <laughs> of like what RPG should be. You know, I'm also attracted to that in games. So like, you know. And people are like, oh, that's not a game. I'm like, wrong. It's totally a game. It is a game if it says it's a game. Um, are there any other creative projects you're, you're working on or looking to start that maybe are not directly related to RPG but, like, comes from that space? Like, mm. um... I don't know any any plans to start a podcast. Apparently,
1: <laughs> uh, you need to start a podcast now to be. Yeah,
0: there's it. a there's a podca- there's a Twitter I follow that is uh, it's a podcast Twitter. I haven't listened to said podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, everybody has a podcast is the name of the yeah. podcast.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we've joked that because uh, we we've noticed a lot of podcasts coming out of Chicago, and we've joked that to be a us. Uh, to live in Chicago legally, you're required to have a podcast. <laughs>
0: a lot of pirate radio in Chicago this is apparently a thing as well.
1: Uh, so not really very many plans yet. <laughs> Fair enough, but we'll see down the road. Mm.
0: I mean, it sounds Spuffle. like you've got sounds like you've got your hands full. With <laughs> it. Alas, for the moment, yeah, uh, for the time being.
1: Definitely. I think we really do enjoy um, making games. Like we tend the way we are process, so we tend to have like one big project. Um, and we, we have like bigger projects lined up, but we do free games just to like, so really concentrated, yeah, just to keep us creative, um, so small projects in between those big ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds interesting. Um, is there anything else about your creative process that might stand out to people? Like, uh, like, um... What?
1: Navigating the fact that we're a married couple and designing games together.
0: Yeah, I mean that would yeah. be one. I oh, feel man. like that's, that's new. Oh, a lot I of can s- I can only think of like one person off the t- one one group off couple. the top of my head that is similar, and that's um I can't remember their names, but the people that made the second edition of. Uh, Apocalypse World.
1: Oh, Vincent ba- the bakers.
0: Yeah, the bakers. They're married.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There's a couple. There's, there's a few. couple.
0: I'm sure there are more, but yeah, those are the, but That's the uh, one that's that immediately jumps to my couple. head.
2: Yeah, definitely. Learning. Sorry. <clears> learning <throat> to um work together as a couple is is a new learning experience mm. because you have to yeah um you you've got to be I mean it. It helps
1: because you already have that relationship of trust, and like I know how to criticize Haley without Haley getting angry at me. It's a very useful. That's skill. a super useful skill in any relationship. <laughs> what are you, you saying about my personality? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you take, you know, you have thick skin. Definitely not saying that you have a lot of crit- easily criticized. So clothes, you
0: were talking no. about?
1: <laughs> nah, it's great. It, 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 yeah, um, yeah. We, we we love it. I don't know if there's much. What to say about mm. that, but the fact that we just... Living together means you have a lot of time. to. Like When we get home from work or whatever we're doing in the day,
2: we just go straight into Story Brewers.
0: Do you do you like block out specific yeah. times in your week to work on it or do you just like trust oh. that that time will arise?
2: It would be surprising if there was a whole evening that went by without us doing anything else related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we don't need to block it up because it's all there. Sometimes, Sometimes like I have it's to block cool. out time to not think about role-playing. Right, because
0: I know like for some people, they won't work on projects unless they specifically set a time. Right. But it sounds like you guys yeah, like are it, constantly like Working. It'll just emerge from your day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that that's, that's ideal. That's my preferred <laughs> method of working on mm. things.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, wonderful. Uh, well, it was fantastic uh, at having you guys uh, on for this interview, and also and also that actual play earlier, which you guys will be able to hear in a yes. few weeks' time. Um, if you guys want to find out m- more about for uh, the awful sea or back it, you have until eleven p.m. on Wednesday, Wednesday night.
1: Wednesdays.
0: The twenty yes, something. The 22nd? Right. Yeah.
1: Ah, I think it stops on ni- the nine a.m. on the twenty second. So Was it? back at I thought it 25.
0: said eleven. Anyway, anyway I, I might, might be wrong. Be You're right. I think it I might be you 11. know no. in Either way. If you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday or even Sunday, go if you're, in, in, <laughs> or if you're in Sunday, uh, or if you're in America and it's Sunday, go check, out, go check out Last for the Awful Sea right now. Yeah. Uh, over on Kickstarter, so that you can uh, you can give these guys all the support uh, that the, they they need. It's eleven.
2: It's yeah, eleven. There you PM. go. Eleven. PM. It. You have nailed 13, it. Uh, 14 more hours. <laughs> yeah.
0: After this coming up, more or less. Uh wonderful uh so fantastic uh yeah you guys can find these guys over on uh twitter as well
1: uh and facebook
0: yes i believe it's at story brewers and then you should be able to find v from there that's how i found v (laughs) um uh fantastic Uh, and you guys have a facebook page as well yeah we've
1: got a facebook page we update that pretty regularly so that's a good way of keeping in touch
0: yeah mm. fantastic so you should be able to find these guys on a whole wealth of social media <laughs> and of course you know where to find us on social media we're mm. on pretty much everything except MySpace really <laughs> and, and, and myyearbook.com if that's still a thing uh, and of course you can uh, find us on iTunes and SoundCloud uh, and if you're feeling particularly generous, please go uh, and check out our Patreon. Uh, as always, we love to hear back from you guys. So if you have any comments for us about this interview or any feedback related to that or any, uh, anything you'd like to ask, uh, ask these two wonderful ladies that we interviewed today, uh, then by all means, drop us a comment or send us a tweet. Uh, but farewell from the past. I'm Raymond.